A state of emergency is still in force for Auckland, where heavy rain overnight led to more flooding and slips. Many roads remain impassable throughout the top of the North Island and of the properties inspected for flood and slip-related damage so far. Auckland Emergency Management says 40 have been red-stickered, 151 yellow-stickered and 366 white placards have been issued. Niwa says Tamaki Makoto has had nearly eight times more rain than it normally gets in January and Met Service has issued more severe weather warnings with more heavy rain expected in Tokido Northland and Auckland Tamaki tomorrow. Thunderstorm watches are also in place today for parts of the Lower North Island and the Upper South Island and as communities clean up between storms they are sharing stories of ordeals and survival. A Tauranga family thought they were in the middle of a huge earthquake when their home was hit by a slip which woke them up overnight on Saturday. Residents of Amanga Tapu cul-de-sac in Tauranga rallied to save members of the Hodgson Hannon family. Two parents and five children aged 14 to 9 years old were inside at the time. Some rooms were crushed, upstairs bedrooms had fallen away, floors were wonky and the lounge was filled with mud. I spoke to Teresa Hodgson, Hodgson earlier about the terrifying night. Went to bed, went to sleep and then woke up about an hour later to just we thought was a huge earthquake. When it sort of didn't stop immediately I thought I needed to, you know, that this is going to be causing some damage. Um, I need to make sure the kids are somewhere safe um, and tried to open the bedroom door and walk towards their rooms and realised I'm walking downhill like the structure of the house had been damaged. Um found my son at his bedroom door crying, grabbed him, um, and we found Luke's oldest daughter. Well, we heard her calling out, help me, from somewhere in the house, so we were going towards her voice. But once we got to the lounge, there was no lounge. It was just, like, deep, glassy mud. Um, and it was just hard because we couldn't see anything. So we're trying to travel towards the voice calling out for help. We were trying to ring 111 at this stage because I realised walls had come down, the house was going down, you know. Um, we found her and then we were just still trudging through this glassy mud together um, and I'm trying to think where is I need to get to my daughter's room because she was on the far end of the house um, and quite close to the bank, you know. But after about 10 minutes of frustrating and trying, I realised I couldn't make it through the mud to her and I had to find another way. I also realised her bedroom wasn't there. Her, that whole side of the house had slid and moved. Um, so my partner Luke told me to get back out the same way we'd come in, take out the kids that we had already found, um, and we'll run around the front and find a different way to get to the two little kids. So we had to break a fence down because there was no way to get out. There wasn't mud, and our house was then on the neighbour's house, so we couldn't walk between the houses like you used to be able to. So he pulled down a bit of fence, and we got out that way and walked out onto the street, and all the neighbours were out there, and they wrapped us in blankets and towels because we were in our underwear um, and they told me that they had three kids so they had Luke's two boys and my daughter that we were searching for and they were already been taken care of by the ambulance staff and so and then it was just um, I don't remember much after that just mm. being hosed off um, grabbing Bailey that's the little girl I'd been looking for my daughter and calling my mum and just crying, or using the neighbour's phone and calling mum and just asking, can you pick us up? 
we need you. Um, and mum and dad turned up and they were just shocked. I didn't tell them much over the phone. I just said that um, the house has slipped over and that we needed them. And then they came and were not expecting to see the house in different pieces and in the middle of the road and the neighbours out there and it was just chaos and panic. Mm. Goodness, what was going through your head when you couldn't get to the kids? And how old are they? Um, the kids down that end of the house, my daughter's nine and so is Luke's son, Mason. And there was a 12-year-old boy down there too. And how are they doing? They're doing surprisingly well. Um, my daughter's room was absolutely crushed and I'm glad she didn't. She left that room as soon as she could. And she went to the boys and they had an idea because their room had twisted and slid. Their room was like a top, like a second story kind of room. They had, they had slid, they were almost on the ground and there was a truck underneath it. So they slid out and onto the truck. Um, so they were, didn't spend much time in the house. They got out straight away. Um, but they were all shaky. Um, I think one of them later in the night was vomiting just, I think, after the shock sort of, or as a symptom of shock, I don't know, but just scared. Um, they, obviously, they had never in their life experienced anything like that, neither had me or Luke. It was um, terrifying. Mm. And what was the, the neighbourhood response? Obviously there might have there would have been a window there before emergency services could get to you. Did everyone just, just get in there to help? Yeah, I could hear, while I was stuck in the lounge, I could hear and see like little silhouettes of people um, sort of telling me, oh, you need to get out now, um, which this was when I was trying to find my daughter. I wasn't trying to get out. I was trying to get through the house. I heard them and I heard there was a neighbour who turned up behind the house and he was trying to give me directions to get to the window and he would grab me out that. But anyway, there was just too much glass and that, that wasn't my intention at the time. I just was trying to get to Bailey's bedroom. I wasn't trying to leave. But once I realised I couldn't get it through that mud, the room didn't look like it was even there. Then I started, yeah, listening to them and going backwards, and I was telling them they, need, you know, I was looking for my daughter, and mm. but little did I know this whole time I'm like getting cut up and buried in mud. She was already out. Yeah, well, it was obviously still raining, really dark, you, you mm. know. Yeah. Yeah, it was like pitch black. All the, obviously, all the house's power went out. I think like the streets' power and things went out too. Um, I don't really know. Our neighbours that we ended up at their house, they had power. And they were amazing. Like the, the people on our street were amazing. They were looking after Bailey. They opened their house up straight away to us, even though we were covered in mud and they were getting us water, letting us use their phone. My daughter was in their bathroom having a shower. The, the husband was hosing us all off. But everyone from every house on that street were all there doing something. That was Teresa Hodgson and her husband, Luke Hannon, went back in today to try and retrieve what they could. Civil Defence have been quite good, you know, and they just let us go into the house this morning and see if we could pick anything out, but um, she's a bit horrific in there, right? So, yeah, how was that in the light of day? Oh, amazing. Um, how how the kids got out is the, the thing that will, uh, you know, you'll always scratch your head about, that's for sure, because uh, their rooms were absolutely destroyed. Just completely covered? Just covered. Um, roofs down, um, yeah, just where they were sort of sleeping or lying at the time, you know, um, just basically touching the roofs and some of, some of the rooms, you know.
Jeez, Luke, it sounds like you need to go buy a lotto ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. And so when you went in, where could you go into? And obviously you would have had to have safety gear on and all those sorts of things. What could you get out? Um, look, the only thing we could really uh, get out was a couple of dolls for the girls and um, some clothes out of a couple of the rooms. The rest of it, to be honest, um, you know, was pretty much destroyed or buried in mud. Mm. Luke, how are you? Oh, definitely a bit shaken up, but um, yes, I, I guess you're still still sort of pumping on adrenaline at the moment. Eh? I sort of haven't slept for about two days, so um, just sort of yeah, going with the flow really. Eh? And sort of, I guess the big thing is the unknown, eh? and uh, obviously uh, first sort of disaster I guess I've ever been in. So um, you know, it's sort of a bit of a learning curve and knowing what to do next and um, where you go from from there and bits and pieces like that. And that was Luke Hannon, whose house in Tauranga uh, was impacted hugely by a slip, uh, and you just heard earlier from his wife, Teresa Hodgson.